This episode will contain explicit language along with spoilers for The Fast and the Furious, directed by Rob Cohen and released in 2001. Well, here we are, everybody. We are on a new season of franchises and filmogs. This will be season seven. Uh, As I talked about in the previous episode, we are talking about the Fast and the Furious franchise. What better time? Because the new one comes out, I believe, in June. And we might not even be done with the season before it comes out. It's going to be close. Uh, We're going to get really close as we race along through this series. I'm going to make a lot of car puns. Today I'm recording by myself. It's been a long time since I've recorded a full episode by myself because my friend Steven joined for a lot of Denny Villeneuve's episodes. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is a podcast where I and maybe some friends talk about either a franchise or a filmog each season. A filmog is a filmography. Um, Last season we did Denny Villeneuve's filmography. We've done Bong Joon-ho's filmography. We've done Sofia Coppola's filmography. Or... Alternatively, in between those seasons, we do a franchise. And we're doing a franchise this season. We're doing The Fast and the Furious. In the past, we have done Mission Impossible. We have done Die Hard. And what else? I think there's one more. I don't remember, but I think there's one more. Go back, listen to all of them. They were great seasons. I think the Denis Villeneuve season is probably the most polished season and probably the most exciting season because I had my friend Steven on for most of those episodes. I think Steven will be returning this season because he also wanted to talk about some Fast and the Furious movies. But I decided that for this first episode, I wanted to go back to the basics, go back to just me recording, see how I do, uh, and, and just give it a little, little bit of a spin here. Um, Again, with the car puns, we are kicking it into gear five. I don't even know if there are that many gears in a normal car. Um, Going into this season, I would like to admit that I know almost nothing about cars. I drive a Nissan Versa, which is probably one of the lamest cars someone could drive, but I get by. I drive around the hills in Seattle And when it's rainy, I avoid those hills because I'm pretty sure my car will slip and fall down all over those hills if any of the ground is slick. So I will apologize to you if you are an avid car enthusiast or racer, or if you're Vin Diesel, um, don't come after me. I I just don't know about cars, and maybe I'll learn something from this franchise. What film are we talking about today? Why, we are talking about the first film in the franchise, promptly titled and accurately titled The Fast and the Furious. I'm going to do a very basic plot summary for this film. There's not too much to it, but I'll give you a little bit of the plot here. So if you've already seen the movie, feel free to skip ahead. This will probably be less than five minutes because it is a simple plot. But I'm just going to do a little bit of a basic layout so you know what I'm talking about throughout this episode and don't get too confused. Although I might make you more confused, which I think I have done in the past with these plot summaries. Anyways, here we go. Brian O'Connor is an undercover detective trying to take down 
this guy named Dominic Toretto. Brian O'Connor is played by Paul Walker. Dominic Toretto is played by Vin Diesel. And while he is undercover, he learns about street racing and he partakes in street racing. Uh, Brian O'Connor was formerly in prison. I don't know if they really tell us why in this first film, but he was formerly in prison. So he's going undercover to help clear his name and take down this gang of street racers led by Dominic Toretto. But he falls in love with Mia Toretto, which is Dominic's sister. And throughout the course of this film, he learns that Dominic might not be that bad of a guy. We're going to call him Dom from now on because they usually refer to him as Dom in the film, and it's much easier than saying Dominic. Uh, he finds out that Dominic, or Dom, is not that bad of a guy. He does find out that this guy named Johnny Tran is a pretty bad guy who is trying to kill Dom a lot of the time and other people in Dom's gang. Dom, however, has been stealing... Uh, I think car parts from trucks. I'm not sure exactly why he's stealing from these trucks. The film begins with him trying to steal these parts from a truck, and it ends with that as well. And since Brian is so deep undercover and he falls in love with Mia, he decides to help Dom out. Dom escapes in the end. There are a lot of races during this time. There's also a thing called a race war, which I don't know why you would ever name anything in a racing film a race war, but... Apparently they did, and Dom escapes. Brian doesn't really chase him. I think Dom goes to, like, Baja or maybe Mexico. We'll find out in the next film, I'm sure, uh, or maybe not. I'm not sure if he's in the next film, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, meanwhile, Johnny Tran kills uh, Jesse, which is one of Dom's gang members, uh, who is less involved in the actual racing and gang activities, but is more of a, a child, and it almost feels like Dom is his father. Uh, Johnny Tran kills Jesse. Dom goes after Johnny, kills Johnny, escapes. And I believe that is the film. We'll talk a little more in depth about this plot, but that is a very basic plot summary for this film. Now, I usually start off these episodes with some IMDb facts, so you can look these up. I'm just going to go through some of them that are on IMDb, so uh, I'm basically taking content from IMDb to put it onto this podcast just to get you a little more interested in some of the, the making of this film. Uh, Vin Diesel accidentally broke a stuntman's nose while making this film. Um, also, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez are dating in this film, and during the making of this film, they were also dating, which I didn't know, so that's pretty interesting. Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez plays um, basically Dom's lover, uh, and Jordana Brewster plays Mia, Dom's sister. Uh, neither of them had driver's licenses or even learner's permits before production of the film, which is amazing. Uh, over 1,500 cars were at the race wars. Uh, again, race wars, not the best term for this, but I guess they went with race wars for some reason. Uh, there are over 15,000 individual sound effects 
in the first street race. There aren't as many races as I thought were going to be in this film, but that first one does kick it off into high gear uh, and, and set the movie up for some success with these street racing, uh, these street racing scenes. Vin Diesel's character is supposed to be 24. However, in reality, Diesel was apparently 34. Uh, can we talk about the fact that they chose someone named Mr. Diesel for leading this street racing film? Love that fact. That will probably come more. I don't think I ever really realized that until just now. So a wild fact right there. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's all. That's all the facts I'm going to share. There are more facts on IMDb. This is not sponsored by IMDb, but it is a great resource to learn a little bit more about films. Uh, there's probably some facts in people's reviews on Letterboxd. I also use that a lot. Uh, right now, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back. We're going to talk about the film more coming up next. So I really want to do a little bit of a deep dive into the opening of this film because it is an insane premise to build a whole franchise on. This film, I kid you not, starts off with a fight over a tuna sandwich. I think this is the only franchise to ever start with a fight over a tuna sandwich. And it might be the last franchise to start with a fight over a tuna sandwich. Uh, if you know of another franchise that starts with a fight over a tuna sandwich, please let me know. Um, in one of the opening scenes. So the first scene is a heist scene where we don't know who is taking stuff from the semi-truck. Uh, but it turns out to be Dom's gang in the end, we believe. Uh, after that scene, though, we go ahead and go over to where Dom is. Uh, and we don't know that he's there, but we do see his sister, Mia. And Brian goes into this cafe where Mia works. And I guess he'd been going there for a while. We don't see any of the previous interactions. But he asks Mia how the tuna is there. And I don't know if tuna is a popular thing. I think this uh, takes place in California. So maybe tuna is pretty popular down there. Uh, but... I've never seen someone order a tuna sandwich from a cafe like that. And Mia says that the tuna is pretty bad. And Brian goes, I'll take it anyways, because it's always bad, apparently. And he always eats the tuna sandwich. However, Vince, this guy that is Dom's friend, sees that Brian is hitting on Mia, although Mia seems fine with it. Uh, and Vince gets all pissed off because he likes Mia, I guess. We find that out later. And then they fight over a tuna sandwich. And that is the first glimpse of family that we get in this franchise. Because Dom and Vince are kind of both fighting against Brian. Although Dom is somewhat okay with Brian by the end of this. Dom isn't just going to go crazy. And we do find that Dom is not that bad of a guy. But he does help Vince out when Vince is trying to kill Brian over him ordering a tuna sandwich from Dom's sister. So that is a wild open to a franchise. And 
it might have pushed this film up half a star for me in my rating. We'll talk about my rating of this film at the end of this episode, but that scene itself is solid. I'm a huge fan. Anytime you can insert a fight over a tuna sandwich into a film, you have, you have my respect because this is not a comedy film. It is an action film. It is extremely 2000s. I want to talk about the 2000s for a bit. This film was directed by Rob Cohen and released in 2001. And this is probably the most 2001 film I've ever seen. It is on par with such films as Spider-Man 1. I'm talking about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Uh what other films are like this uh, a lot of like teen rom-coms that came out around this time as well like the effects are very 2000s it's very flashy lots of neon colors it might not be as 2001 as uh 2001 a space odyssey is just because that has 2001 in the title but it is it is very 2001 the neon colors are really vivid and exciting to watch and i actually think that the race scenes look really good for 2001. nothing about this feels cheesy well it feels cheesy but nothing about it seems fake it doesn't look like just a bunch of green screens i watched the mortal Kombat movie the new one uh and i've seen clips of the old one and in my opinion, The Fast and the Furious looks better than both of those films. You might argue with me about that if you're a deadbeat Mortal Kombat fan, but I think that this film is more entertaining. It has the perfect amount of story. This is not a perfect film. I will say that. It's probably not even the best in the franchise, but I think it does start off with a lot of success setting up the rest of the films. There are a lot of callbacks in the newer Fast and Furious movies that we're probably going to talk about. And without this original film, I don't think it, it could have been built because it needed this structure. Um, the soundtrack is pretty fun. There's a lot of hip hop and like California rock, uh, what you would expect in a street racing movie. One thing I don't know is if this film is based off of a video game, I think it might be based off the video game or if the video game is based off the film. So if you know that, you should reach out to me and let me know. Um, one thing is there are some montages that feel cheap. They're not bad and they don't look like fake, but they're pretty generic montages that are used throughout the film. They're fine, they work. Again, if you're thinking about it in 2001, this is a good film for 2001. A good film with a lot of action and a basic story. The costuming, love it. I love it. It feels like a fashion show. There's platform shoes. We've got these tiny sunglasses that one of the racing girls wears that I've never seen these types of sunglasses before, and I don't see any effect that they would have. I think they're only for a fashion statement, but... They are tiny, and maybe she just only likes to look through the tiny lens. Um, there's muscle tanks, of course. Uh, there's bikinis, all sorts of 
fashion items that you would see in the in the early 2000s. Um, one thing that doesn't age so well for me, though, is there are some words used in this film that I don't think would fly today in a film um, because they're kind of backhanded and they don't seem like they contribute to the story at all because this is not like a deep uh, race film. Uh, there are a lot of slurs thrown around, especially in the first half of this film, that just don't sit well. They don't they don't seem to relate too much to the story. And there were other words that could have been used. So this might have been an oversight by the writing team. But there are other words that are not as offensive as the words used in this film. And I think that's just a product of the time, probably. And I think that they don't do that type of stuff in the newer Fast and the Furious movies. But I could be wrong, because I haven't seen the newer Fast and the Furious movies in a really long time. I haven't even seen all of the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, I do think I had seen this film once before, but I didn't remember almost any of it. With these films, again, family is a huge motif uh, or a huge theme used. And I think that this sets it up pretty well. We get the classic cookout family scene that's pretty enjoyable so what i want to do is i kind of want to recommend what you should be eating and or drinking along with each of these films so for this film and hopefully i won't forget to do this for the next films but for this film i think you want to cook yourself some barbecue chicken and a corona and now this might be applicable to all of the fast and the furious films but for this film, there's a scene where they are eating barbecue chicken and it looks delicious. And this film just really made me want barbecue. So for that, I would recommend barbecue chicken and a Corona. Um, the last season, before I go further in this podcast, the last season of this podcast was a bit more of a serious season. And I think that's because Denis Villeneuve's films have a lot more to dissect. That's not to say that the Fast and the Furious films don't have a lot to dissect. And I'm sure there will be some uh, dissection later on in the franchise. But these are much more copy-paste generic action films. So I think it's going to be more fun to not dive way too deep into the characters, at least in the beginning here. Because once we get to like Hobbs and Shaw, if we're doing that, this podcast is going to be no fun. It's going to be me sitting here talking about how The Rock is deeply emotional. And I don't know what else I could even say because it's not applicable. So this is probably going to be a lighter season than the previous season. Uh, but maybe after this, we'll go back to a darker or more complex filmography. So we'll see where we go from here. But I did want to throw that out. Because if you're looking for an extreme deep dive into the Fast and the Furious, this is a good place. But we're not going to be so story and character driven as we were last season. Because I think the motives are more about stunts and cars in these films. So that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on that, the action, the comedy, stuff like that. Uh, right now, I'm going to take another break here. 
and then we'll we'll talk about some more stuff maybe we'll talk about some stunts coming up we're going to talk about the races that happen in this film because that is a big part of the fast and the furious so that will be next the real meat of this franchise has got to be the races this is all about car racing aside from family family we'll, we'll say family is the potatoes but the meat of this franchise is races and you come into watching this franchise and you want to see some amazing races and this is early early in the game the first scene of this film is these race cars rolling up to a truck and like shooting stuff at it it's pretty wild for 2001 the practical effects are up there and this is only going to get better and better and bigger and bigger so i think this is a solid start we're going to go through each race I'm also going to try and do this for each of the films in this franchise, but we're going to go through each race, trying not to skip any. And then there might be some that are glossed over a bit. But this film has about five races. The first race is between Brian and Dom. This is not going to include any heists, uh, which also kind of play out like races at times. But the first race is between Dom and Brian, and Dom wins. This is when Brian first appears in Dom's life, and they race each other because Brian is hitting on Mia, and Dom wins, and then he tells Brian that he owes him a 10-second car because he won, I believe, by 10 seconds. I think that's the joke there. If I'm speaking wrong about race terminology, let me know. Uh, but I think he beat him by 10 seconds. So he says, you owe me a 10 second car, which I don't know if that's a good car or a bad car. I feel like that's a bad car because 10 seconds is a long time to lose uh, a race by. So I think he just wants an old jalopy or something like that. Uh, Brian, this is how Brian gets more into the family is through racing because racing forms family, apparently. Uh, and when Brian is more a part of the family, Dom has him do more racing with him. And at one point they race this old guy who's in a Ferrari. It's just a random street race that happens. And of course, Brian wins because their car is more decked out and built for racing as opposed to this Ferrari Although I'm sure that if Brian and Dom built a Ferrari, it would beat this other Ferrari by a mile. So that race was not too exciting, but it is more of a comedic race where they're just racing this old random guy. But Brian wins that race. Then we've got a succession of desert races. The first desert race is between one of the girls in the gang who I actually can't really find the name of i don't remember her name uh but she wears the tiny sunglasses uh and she does a race and she i don't actually remember if she wins or loses i think she wins the race uh yeah she she wins the race against this guy who's like hitting on her 
And then we've got the race between Jesse, because Jesse is overconfident and has this really good car, I guess. And he races against Johnny Tran, who is the leader of an opposite gang that seems to be more violent. Uh, but Johnny Tran beats Jesse and tells Jesse he owes him the car. But Jesse is so happy with this car that I think he built that he drives away. And this causes the most conflict in the film. And then Jesse gets killed over this. Uh, and for other reasons between the two fighting gangs. Um, and the final thing that I'm going to qualify as a race in this film would be the race between Dom and Brian at the end when Dom finds out that Brian is a cop because Brian tries to help save Vince, who is shot during a heist. And Brian wins that race that they are basically racing against a train. But Brian wins that race. Dom's car is totaled. Brian gives Dom his car. Dom drives away, and next the the final scene of the film is him in Baja. Um, so that that's kind of how the film ends, and those those are all the races for this first film. I think that this first film has quite a few races because it is less heist, uh, less action based than the next films. Because there's only so much you can do with just racing. There has to be these these crimes that the cars or the uh, the racers are committing to keep this franchise entertaining. And it is entertaining. I do like this franchise quite a bit. Um, let's talk about the stunts and the, the cars a bit. We've got driving under semi-trucks, which I think back in 2001, I remember playing some video games and being like, oh my gosh, they made this video game so you can go under a semi-truck. And it seemed like the coolest thing ever. Now, I don't know if any semi-truck, if their uh, their storage is this high up, um, that a car can still do this. But I don't think I've ever seen a car actually drive under a semi-truck. So that was one of the coolest stunts to start off this franchise. And I think they will use this continuously their cars are very short and low to the ground, so they just slide right under these semi-trucks during these heists. Um, there's a lot of product placement in this film as well, and almost all of it is for NOS, uh, which I think they're referring to the drink in this film a lot of the time, but they also use nitrous oxide in the engines for their cars. Again, I'm not technical with cars, and I don't know a lot, so I might be saying stuff a little weird if you're a, a car person. But the NOS in this film is pretty cool. I think it's a little underutilized. Um, or it's not underutilized, but it's not the most impressive because we don't see, like, flames shooting out of the back of cars, which we do get later in the franchise. Uh, but in this film, it's more they click this button and then their car goes super fast. I do think when they film the people in the cars, it's pretty cool. We get these close-up shaky cams that make you feel like you're in the car zooming forward. They do a really nice job with like blurring the scenes as well to make it seem like you're going super fast and can't see everything going on. I do like that they use fleets of cars in this film. And that was a ridiculous fact about how many cars were used at 
the so-called race wars. Again, not a fan of the term race wars for car racing scenes, but they used over 1,500 cars in those scenes, or in that one scene, I guess. Oh, another fun fact here is Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, and Eminem were all considered for the part of Brian O'Connor before Paul Walker was cast, which would have not made this franchise what it is today. Paul Walker is the heart of this franchise. Rest in peace. And I, I feel like Mark Wahlberg doesn't really need this role. Christian Bale also is a little too much of a serious actor for this role. And Eminem is just a very strange choice for this role. I don't see Eminem as a racer, but maybe. Regardless, Paul Walker is great in this role, and he really brings a lot to this franchise. And we'll talk a lot more about him because he is in uh, almost every film uh, before he passed. But he's great, and I look forward to watching more of him in, in the films. Um, what else? There's also subwoofers used throughout this film. We've got zoom blurs and sparks. That's something that they do. They don't use a lot of NOS like shooting out of the back of cars, but they do have a lot of sparks coming out of the back of cars. So that's pretty cool. In the final race scene, Dom has this pretty cool car that has this thing on the hood that stands on top of it that I think would obstruct your vision quite a bit. And I don't know why you'd want that on a race car, but he does apparently, uh, but he does a cool wheelie. So I look forward to seeing more of that in future films in this franchise. Um, let's talk about what I think about this film. Uh, I like it. I like this film quite a bit. Uh, do I think it's perfect? No. And I think it's a little dated, and that's fine. But I think there's there's a lot they could have done better in terms of a script. So overall, I would give this three stars. Three out of five. That's not a bad rating. Um, I also don't know how I'm really supposed to feel about Dom. If, if it was just this film, I don't think I would have really related too much to Dom because Dom's backstory is pretty rushed and I think they could spend more time. Now I think they might spend more time later on and in fast nine, which is the new one coming out or F nine. I don't know what they're calling it. I think it's F nine unless they come up with another title beforehand, but I think they're going to go a little more into Dom's story. So I look forward to that because he's not the most relatable in this film. Um, I do love, again, it might have been a two and a half for me if they didn't start it off with a fight over a tuna sandwich. So I do love that. Um, There are some quotes that are quite inspiring. Like, this is sarcasm. I don't don't think that this film is too inspiring, but it does have some fun one-liners. It is a fun film, and it's very rewatchable. That's one thing is I would be happy to watch this film. It goes by pretty fast. It's not as long as films like, I think Hobbs and Shaw is like two and a half hours. or I, I remember it being ridiculously long. So 
I'm glad that they kept this one under two hours. And I think it's the perfect amount of time, although they could have spent more time on certain parts of this film. I do like the quote that Mia tells. Um, Mia tells this quote to Brian about her brother, Dom. She says, he's like gravity. Everything gets pulled to him, which I feel like when you look at Vin Diesel, he does look like he has a gravitational pull because he is insanely muscular and horrifying to me uh to think that this guy played Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy is just an insane fact and I I don't understand what kind of accent he used for Groot but what a choice what a casting choice this film does escalate really quickly as well like I think that the last 30 minutes of this film just turned straight to action, which wasn't necessarily the best for pacing of this film. But again, enjoyable, easy to watch, fun film. It's one that you just sit down with a nice drumstick. And I'm not talking about the ice cream. I'm talking about the barbecue chicken and a Corona. Take a bite of the drumstick and you watch as these cars go flying across your screen. It's a fun time. Uh, that's all I've got for this episode, which means next week we're going to have another episode. We're going to once a week episodes, trying to release probably on Wednesdays between the hours of 5 and 8 p.m. But next week we are going to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious, which was released in 2003, directed by John Singleton. I don't know that director at all, so I'm not sure what else he's directed. Uh, but I'm looking right now, and it appears he directed Boys in the Hood, Four Brothers, Shaft, uh, Poetic Justice. I haven't seen any of these films, but I've heard some good things about some of them. So I'm interested to watch this next film and see what it does for the franchise. And I believe I might have Steven on the episode next week if we can make it work out. Uh, I'm also working, uh, and this is my fault, but I'm trying to get a music episode out uh, with Steven. He wants to talk about the best albums of 2020. So we're hoping to get that recorded soon. It is my fault that that is not out yet because I was trying to listen to all of his albums that he sent me and I just haven't gotten through them yet. So Working on that, but that should come out within the next couple of weeks, I believe. Um, there probably won't be a bonus episode this weekend. Usually I do an, a bonus episode over the weekends, but this weekend I'm going to be out of town uh, doing a little road trip down to Portland. So there probably won't be time for a bonus episode unless it comes out late on Sunday, which is possible, but not probable, not probable. Um, I'll let y'all know how my Nissan Versa does going down to Portland and back. It is almost due for an oil change. So hopefully that's not a problem, but I calculated it out and we should be fine. It's been running totally fine. They did tell me I might need a new battery by last winter and my car has been totally fine. So hopefully the battery doesn't die, but I'll let you know if I have any fun racing stories next week on the episode. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to contact me, please do. All that stuff's in the description. If you want to co-host an episode with me, please do. All that stuff's in the description for this podcast as well. And I'll talk to you all next week.